previously on Good Sex, Bad Sex. Sex Reverts is an LGBT comedy night that runs in Soho where the theme is sexual well-being, which Miranda has performed at and was amazing. Hello and welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex, a podcast from metro.co.uk. It's kind of like Spider-Man, but with stickier fingers. <laughs> My name is Bibi Lynch. I'm a journalist and broadcaster. And I'm Miranda Kane, and I'm a comedian. But before all of that, I used to be a sex worker. Check out some of our sex blogs on metro.co.uk. Coming up, we're chatting to a lucky lady currently having sex with Miranda. Seven men. Seven. Seven. Blimey. Juicy kisses from Julia White. I'm a businesswoman. I am married and I have a most fabulous lifestyle. So, Bibi, do you think you're going to be able to handle a polyamorous relationship? Why did you waste the energy and air that baby Jesus gave you asking (laughs) that question? Why not? What are your thoughts on it? I'm so jealous. If I like someone on Twitter and I see them liking someone else's tweets... (laughs) I get the shits. No. I, there's something wrong with me. I know there's something wrong with me. I'm, the, I'm extremely the wrong way. No. Yeah. I mean, that's, no, I think, I think there's going to be a lot of people that relate to you. Do and you? I think, yeah. Do you think I'm all right, normal? Right, well, let's talk to our guest. I think good sex is when you feel really comfortable and great about yourself with someone. It gets really happy, slappy, messy, fucky, wucky. I think bad sex is when you feel really deeply awkward and someone is, like, not being themselves. Julia. Hi. Thank you for joining (laughs) us today. It's a pleasure, BB. I was just on my way to um, to spend a night with uh, Ahmed in Battersea, so I thought I'd, I'd stop by Hans- High Street Ken and, and see you. Were yeah. you? Mm, this is yeah. your husband, I guess. Nope. Oh, who is this lucky man? <laughs> One of my seven lovers. One of your seven lovers. Yeah. Seven. 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 Yeah, like so seven dwarves. You got <laughs> like princess and seven dwarves, but but only like they 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 tall enough to like make me happy in various <laughs> places and. So you are polyamorous. Yes, and it's the really interesting thing is that it's relatively new. So after eight years of being in a monogamous relationship and a lifetime of like not even considering anything but monogamy, Mm -hmm. I opened up my marriage and it's been probably the most interesting time of my life. Did something happen that made you say, okay, this is happening? Because I yeah. I'd written down some questions and said, yeah, you know, yeah. why did you become? And then I'm like, can you become polyamorous? Were you always, and were you always denying it? I think it's a choice. I think it's a choice. I think according to books like Sex at Dawn, we're all wired biologically to be with multiple partners, but it's a question of whether you choose, how you choose to exercise your sexuality, which is one of the most powerful forces accessible to us as human beings. So what happened is that my husband and I had an arrangement whereby I was okay to see women, which is um, something I've been interested in and fantasizing about forever. So I was going to parties where women women meet and have steamy sex, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These no, aren't drunkware parties, are they? It's, These it's are another parties. It's like a vision of paradise. Like you, Sometimes I just... In one of those parties, I'd sit on the sofa, sip my drink, and just look at it like a sea of like naked female bodies writhing and moaning. And I was like, "This is like, this is like paradise." No, 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 no. It's like, but it's really sweet. I just like loved it. I used to love it. And I never, but I never thought that 
I would want to be with another guy. It didn't feel like something that was important or on my radar at all. And then I did a few interesting workshops. So there's this festival, which I highly recommend called Togetherness okay. that I went to like last year. And there were a lot of like events and workshops around relationships, intimacy, la di da di And in a few of them, I did like exercises with guys, just tantric exercises, looking at each other, like mm. some light touch, stuff like that. And I just thought, holy cow, like there's, there's so much from in me yearning to be expressed that's to do with with sexuality and with eroticism but not just coming from a place of like lust as in I'll, I just need to get it out of my system more like just something like a creative force yearning to be manifested and I just thought wow like this is not something to be ignored so my other half and I actually had a chat around about this time and he said to me, by the way, I'm now in a place of kind of confidence as, as a man where I don't, if you ever wanted to be with a guy, I wouldn't see it as a problem. I don't. So did he start that conversation or did you? So it was, it kind of happened around the same time that he said that he never thought he would feel that way, but he kind of now feels like it wouldn't be a problem. And then that happened. So I kind of went back to him and I'm like, remember that, that conversation we had? Yeah. <laughs> Which I teach you, you can't go back on. <laughs> <laughs> go written record, you know, there is a hard copy. And we're like, ooh, okay. Uh, what do we do to kind of experiment with it a little bit just to kind of feel into it and mm -hmm. just, uh, you know, so it feels safe. So we went to a couple of parties. There's another party that a couple of my friends run. It's called Pleasure Island. And okay. it's like a safe space, usually 20, 30 people were like a lot of juicy sex happens, but it's not a kind of drunken orgy. It's more like a wholesome orgy. <laughs> <laughs> there's dips around. <laughs> no, but there's feathers and there's massage oils and it just oh, feels yes. like, and then there's standing naked and eating hummus. <laughs> and that just to oh, me, that's you. like... <laughs> That's a part of any good play party. Like at some point you're gonna be like standing chatting to chatting away with your dick out or your boobs out or whatever yeah. it is that you have and having hummus and carrots. Yeah. So so that was that. <laughs> I'm never gonna think about them in the same <laughs> no, way no, again. No. Hummus and carrots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And little chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> Were you excited or scared? Because that is a whole mm, can of worms well, you're opening up. Yeah. Both. I'd say at that time I was probably more excited than scared, but there came a time later when I was like what the fuck like am I I'm just rearranging my entire life because I feel like I want to explore something is that coming from a place of like selfishness of like really feeling like one dick is not enough or is that is that really something that I feel is essential to my personality and something yearning to be expressed so there were definitely moments of fear afterwards where I was like because you're essentially changing your entire value system around relationships. Yeah. And I was like, am I ready for, for this, for my values to change? And what does it mean in other areas of my life, how I relate to people in general? And something that's been so strongly embedded in me by my family and the generations before is that, am I ready to actually put all of that on the side to an extent? Because I feel strongly that my sexuality as a woman wants to be expressed in that way. And... I thought about it quite a lot. And like mm. these days, I believe that 
the world would be so much better off if we as women owned our pleasure and owned our sexuality much more. Did you come up with rules or, you know, did he come up with rules or did you come up with rules for yourself? A friend of mine who is a uh, poly stand-up comedian mm. and she has this, like, joke. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you how it works between us later, but she has this joke that really nicely represents how rule-setting with your primary partner or your kind of committed partner usually goes. And it's like, um, okay, well... Uh, let's have a meeting from time to time to check in how things are going. So uh, during the first meeting, she says, um, me and my like long-term partner head, we were just like, huh. so rule number one, we changed the sheets if somebody else has <laughs> stayed over. And rule number two, less meetings. <laughs> And it kind of it kind of Second. worked in a similar way between us. I was like, oh, we're gonna have to get really serious. There are all these books out there about being poly and about like whatever you call it and how different setup setups people have and like yeah. and you get nervous about it. And the, the truth is that the best way is to just feel into it and keep the communication lines open just to, because you're gonna get at some point you're gonna get triggered about something or scared about something. For me, that moment came once when my other half spent a night with a wonderful lady that I know quite well. <laughs> so, <laughs> because I have a threesome I had with her. And oh, okay. side, yeah. I love how yeah, you yeah, just yeah, explained yeah. that. He spent a night with her and it's, I never felt like there was anything wrong. I actually was really happy for him. But he, at the beginning, we used to have this thing where we'd just, just in the morning, we'd like, if we spend the night apart, we'd like text each other just to say, oh, I had a wonderful night, came 10 to 10 times, la da da all the sheets are wet, I'm going to wash them, or what, whatever. Like, it could be just, hi, like, mm. how's your day? And he didn't text me that morning, and something in me froze, like, oh, my God, like, I... am I, like, less important? Because maybe we're so good that somehow I'm, like, I'm, like... Yeah. And then obviously I like I I got a bit cross and then he called me and then obviously he was busy with whatever Washing but like sheets. but there were possibly possibly <laughs> yeah and work stuff which we st still do from time to time in between having yeah. sex you know <laughs> we still do some work of 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 a kind so there will be moments when you get kind of triggered and and it's very important to kind of go through that with patients and kind of give yourself time and discuss those things. Mm. So I think it's impossible to, to do something like that without something's being kind of shifted or triggered. But it was like really surprisingly spoof for Did us. Because I thought it was just you, you'd, you'd done the deal for you to have different partners, but you're, you'd both done the deal. I don't think I would want it that way, to be honest. I would feel that there's something not quite right if it was just because it's it's about really not just allowing each other to explore but really believing and I come from that place now that he is so much better off as a human being and I'm so much better off as a human being if I fully explore my sexual potential which also means being with many different people mm. and it's not just about sex it's also about emotions it's also about I honestly feel these days like I'm just so like held by this masculine presence of this these men in in my life and um and these days like there would be at least two that I I can honestly say that I I have feelings for so so it's um it's about being genuinely excited for the other person like w wanting and, and that's why it would be difficult for me because I would feel like oh I'm exploring I'm developing there's all this kind of side of me and if he wasn't doing that, then that would kind of create an imbalance. Yeah. If you really didn't want to, then... This is making me feel anxious, genuinely. Why? Because I just... I, I, I've walked out of a restaurant when my date flirted too much with the waitress. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but that, so it's, I, it's this, a different. But that's, a, that's a first date, and if, if his attention mm. wasn't with with you, then perhaps you've done the right thing. Mm. And there are some like unwritten rules, like in in the poly world, around how when you spend time with one person, you're actually really with them. Yeah. So like it's quite possible that you've done the right thing because like it was at the stage where you're still building that commitment and you're still like really sussing each other How are you jealous? Would you oh, because, well, it's, it's yeah. from my sort of delves into polyamory mm. uh, because it also gets called ethical non-monogamy, isn't it? And we it's all this ethical slat. Ethical. Like there's all these, like, yeah. Could it be called that, legit cheating as well? No, because that's where the <laughs> ethical part comes in. So it's or all sex about... sex positivity. I sex, love sex, sex positive. Yeah. And uh, it's all yeah. about communication with the partner and it is about trust um cheating is is a totally different thing i think this is where a lot of people get confused about polyamory and ethical non-monogamy is that they think that it is that it is just cheating but that is a a completely different kettle of fish isn't it wouldn't you say probably maps to similar need in Mm. in us to be to Mm. experience ourselves to kind of explore our sexuality and our emotional life it's just that it gets channeled in a different way yeah and and for for me that would be a deal breaker if we decided to start hiding some stuff it would be like but why like yeah um at the same time i'm so far from judging people i mean that's not something that would work for me mm. but i appreciate that relationships are so complex yeah and well, i know you've... i know people who have a, an agreement for example that the husband or or the wife is like more much more sexually active the other one isn't as interested in having a lot of sex and they have an agreement okay don't ask don't tell kind of thing yeah julia what if you fall in love huh what if you fall i already in love? did yeah, yeah, that's part of it. It's part oh, of it. What you, but no, but then what? Oh, what do you do? I feel like my capacity to like love people in general is kind of expanded because of it. Like I relate to people differently. You have a few really good friends, and like it's highly unlikely that one of them would be mad that you you happen to be spending time with another one, yeah. unless it's a time where they really need you. Their parent died or, or something, and you were like having drinks with another friend. And you can't really compare those friendships very easily. And it's the same with relationships. You can't really... It's just a whole different world, one relationship and the other. And yes, when we were at the start of this, I used to worry that, you know, perhaps I'll be so swept away by a fantastic experience with someone that what I have with my husband will stop mattering. But, like, right now, I'm absolutely convinced that that's not going to be the way, you, you know? for your relationship? I've been in his life for eight years, and he's been in mine. We also work together. And I am not able to be everything to this man, and he's not able to be everything to me, and that's an enormous pressure to have to mm. fulfil. And I'm only happy to know that he is discovering himself, that he is kind of landing in his masculinity because of experiences he has with other women. You're so further evolved than I am. <laughs> we'll get well, you there, I baby. Gonna it, <laughs> I was going to bring it right back oh, down good and girl. talk yeah, about the filth. Well, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, the filth. Let's, let's, let's get talk about the filth. First of all, I want to know, has it improved your sex life with your, your husband? Has Bloody it been... hell. <laughs> right? No, I'm like, let's I've go. never had... I've never had more sex and better sex. And it's, like, different with different partners yeah. as well. Um, and that's also the beauty of it. Yeah. Um, and you do end up bringing experiences that you've had with lovers to your core relationship 
or to yeah other relationships that you have yeah. you do discover things you do discover what you feel great in what you like you discover a kind of spectrum of of sexuality that's kind of available to you has, has there been any particular moments for you that stand any standout moment okay so there's this um <laughs> nice guy there's this parisian guy i'm gonna go i'm gonna call the hippie gp because <laughs> He's a hippie GP. <laughs> like, he's a GP, but he's also, as he calls himself, um, a shaman apprentice. So oh, he's got, fun. like, really works with energy. Where He's a tantra master, uh, travels the world. He just spent a few months in Bali and uh, Costa Rica and whatever else. And he fucked my crown chakra. Are you what? Hang he on. fucked my crown chakra. He really did. Okay. Okay, this is amazing. So I'm going to tell you how it was. Okay. We sitting together in the bed and he says, I can feel fear in you. Something, something's up. So when, when we're together, shit like that hits the phone. Like, it's just really, really interesting. And he is like, yeah. And when I tune into you, I can feel like this thing in my belly like I'm about to throw up like like something is going on in my system and I'm like how would I know what that is and then he says well give me a starting point like what could and I'm like oh yeah recently I've been thinking about this trauma I had about around eating disorders and like because I used to be anorexic and bulimic and like it's uh, as a teenager quite fucked up relationship to food in in general and he's like and he started like <clears throat> coughing as if he was about to kind of spit something out. And I was like, yeah, 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 definitely. Like I'm, and I kind of tuned into it. And then at some point he's like, okay, so what do you think you could take to like release this trauma or like, like work with it or work through that, that energy or of that memory that you have? And I was like, and the first thing I thought was like, I don't quite like to have sex. Like we, we don't like, we only have one more night together. And then as I was thinking it, he says, it's really weird, but I'm hard right now. I think I'm gonna have to fuck this one out of you, <laughs> like literally. It's beautiful. No, no, but it was That's like a beautiful romance. Incre- like, but it's inc- incredible. So like, when we're together, like shamanic shit like that happens, yeah. right? And then he proceeds to fuck me, and then I literally feel like all this stuff that you might read in a tantra book. Like my pussy was one with my head. Like it was <sighs> like like what he was doing down here was essentially I was feeling it in my head yeah. and I was feeling this kind of energy streaming through the top of my head as he was fucking me. So that was one of the really memorable so he had ones, definitely. Wow. He, so he had, see, he had, he had fucked a trauma out of my crown chakra. Wow. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> no, but like not, not every sexual experience is, is like that, but where'd you find the men? Ooh, 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 uh, they find me. No, <laughs> I think it's always as a woman, you always attract them to a degree. That's what I believe. There are a few parties I go to regularly where I kind of scout out the room for like some potential eligible candidates. <laughs> now, at this point, I've kind of hit more or less what what to kind of tell you a bit about like poly lingo, what is considered uh, polysaturated. So I'm not specifically <laughs> on the lookout. However, yeah. however. You know, there's, al- there's always there's always a spot. You know, there's always a sweet spot if if if, if I if I run into somebody particularly interesting. Um, but to answer your question, um, so the lovers I have at the moment, I met them at 
poly or sex positive uh, play parties. Mm -hmm. It's called. It's also called reverse dating when you first fuck someone and then you date them. <laughs> because you know, with all, all the clothes. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. It could be. But like here, like <laughs> it's just so much less room and need for bullshit. Mm. You've already the clothes were already off. You already fucked. You already had hummus together while yeah. naked. Yeah. Like there's like hummus. like like there's like no much. There's no point to keep up the pretenses or you yeah. Know. So that some tantric events. I'm getting into tantra and some some kinky events. So I went to this kind of kinky skiing week recently. <laughs> it was hilarious. So skiing week. during the day, um, wrapping each other in cling film during the evening, you know, and and, and tying each other up and all that stuff. Um, and. There would be like one or two in so-called real life. <laughs> so-called real life. So-called real life. One was a sober rave. How many have you got at the moment? You've got your, uh, you've got your seven dwarves. Seven, seven dwarves. So yeah. tell us about your, your seven, your lucky seven. Okay, okay. okay. So uh, so there's the Ahmed. Uh, he's Palestinian and he is fit as fuck. And he is also very sweet. Oh. And I'm just going to see him tonight. Then there's my uh, Norwegian sweetness. I really recommend like the Northerners. Fantastic. Yeah, the Northerners. The Northerners. Oh my God. Norwegian wood. Yeah. I'll call that one Emmanuel. And he is awesome. Like it's basically like usually three, four hours straight with some breaks for nuts and for like grapes. You and, need but it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like that kind of sex, which is like really intense and really so much to be felt and expressed. And we go to different places together and he can also like feel into different spots inside of me. So he can like, I started giving them. So there's a spot in my vagina on the right wall, on the right hand side, which I call Albrecht, because it just it, it just very pronounced kind of like powerful energy spot. And when he hits that spot, like, yeah, That's, it feels really awesome. We had a guest and she was talking about the clit clock, wasn't yes, she? The clit clock. Yes, and one o'clock. Yeah. yeah one oh, you thing. already know yours. So the uh, hippie there, GP, um, used to be... Is no, we're on number three now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He yeah. used to be involved oh, yeah, so. in... Um, um, uh, orgasmic meditation, oming, okay. right? And that's where you like learn all about like the stroking position of the clit and like yeah, yeah. So yeah, one o'clock, yeah, yeah. And you've got Albrecht. Albrecht is uh, on the right hand side, uh, inside of my vagina, on the kind of right wall. So sometimes he can feel into different emotions as we having sex, and as he's fucking me, he can kind of feel like, oh wow, I can feel some like sadness, like. In, inside of you and and I'm like what and like fr and, and like 30 seconds later I'm crying and bowling my eyes out so it feels like sex is so much more than it's it's a Probably the most powerful form of self-expression, self-exploration, well, connection. When you talking about it, you you said that you were doing it for creativity. You mm. use the word creative as opposed to lust. At the same time, I'm kind of aware of not. Because there's still a need in me, and I recognise it, to kind of justify, and I think all of us women have that, like, oh, I'm having a lot of sex, but it's for self-exploration, really. It's for, why not just for pleasure itself? Yeah. It's yeah. so important. So now that, you, that you've caught me up on that, I think it's, it's interesting that, that I've said it. At the same time, I do feel like sex is so much more than, like, what it is typically what it is out there in media and porn and yeah. isn't a release yeah it's it's yeah probably the most powerful form of self-exploration and connection i and I it know is of. fun bb i promise yeah. you it yeah is, it is fun. we can you, show you, you, can you give it a go? <laughs> i can't wait what day is it <laughs> 
What day six day? <laughs> Tell us about number four. Number five, six, we, okay, dude. so we had number five is Eric, the American boy. Oh. American boy. So he is like a it's raver. Okay. Uh, he is so into his like Burning Man events. He's literally a different burner events in event in Europe every weekend. Right. It's, it's crazy. He usually takes Fridays off and flies on Friday morning or Thursday night and comes back. He lives in Zurich. Comes back on Sunday. What's he into? Stuff. What's his kink? What's yeah. his? There's one that, that has very pronounced kinks that okay. are further well, down the wrist. The, what's the pronounced kink? Let's pronounce on, OK, OK, OK. So um, Andy the Pervert is yes. your oh, guy. Oh, here we go. It's your Our guy, favorite. Andy the Let's Pervert from the Kinky Screen Week. He has the most extensive and astonishing collection of toys and devices I have ever seen in my life. And I've seen a few. Yeah. Right? yeah. So you go into his room and basically... I kind of started looking... Um, like, in all the places you usually have toys, so, like bedside drawer and under the bed and he's like you're looking in the wrong place go to the main wardrobe so I open the main wardrobe and there's like a collection of the, the most fabulous like leather outfits and yeah. just everything that you can possibly he got the so he's he's about to have his a sex swing it's, he's got nipple clamps hanging above the bed just so you can pull them and kind of quickly do that but he's about to have, he has a human cage nice in the corner of his well, so he's doesn't? like have a mini bar because I might need a mini bar to, for the rest of <laughs> He'll, 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 uh, yeah, he'll serve he'll you. Does, yeah. now, does he go in the human cage or do you go in the human cage? He goes. Nice. He goes. Good oh, girl. All the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. do you do to him when he's in the cage? Just ignore last him. Time I put, last <laughs> time I, I, I put enders on. <laughs> you, you can try to put like this, the the heel of your boot in one of his orifices, for example, or you can like tap him, or you can like get his head sticking out of the cage and sit on his face. You can like tease him with different things you can just say okay you stay here and i lock you up and i'm gonna go and have a walk or go to get some groceries i'll wow. see you in three hours so like <laughs> number seven uh, so we've got we've got michael who is like he's got a body of michelangelo's david i li <laughs> literally compared his naked body which he sent me plenty of pictures of to like the picture of david and it's like really it's just the package is 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 more sizable than than the sculpture, <laughs> yeah. but everything else is like. And he's got these like angelic blonde curly hair as well. Yeah. Very very sweet. Yeah. Are these men seeing other? Oh, and Alex the Dutch pilot as well. Oh, Let's not forget about Alex the Dutch pilot. Okay, so I was in an, in this kind of meditation um, event uh, in the Netherlands in Amsterdam, and as you do, you know, I'm seeing a meditation weekend. But like on a Saturday night, there was also a play party because there was a tantra event somewhere uh, in Utrecht, somewhere mm. ne nearby. So I was like, no, nah, I can't, I'm not going to skip that. Uh, and I went over there and I met the Dutch pilot, who's the first guy I've ever seen that's younger. Yeah. Now I've got two of them, so the Andy the Pervert is also younger. <laughs> and it's very exciting. Both of them are six years younger. And I'm like, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> toy boys. <laughs> yeah, and we kind of started... Um, we didn't have full sex at the event, but like we did like a lot of body to body massage with he's like a scout as well. So he brought all this like you know how 
sometimes a scout. A boy yeah, scout. Yeah, a boy so scout. The boy yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But like, Toggles. not how, like, you might know how you probably won't, but like, when you go to a play <laughs> party, <laughs> when you go no, to a play party, you get the, the list of like, oh, bring your bottle of water and maybe some blankets. And he had a whole like massive bag with all the things on the list <laughs> in two sizes. So he was like, ah, here's where we're going to sit. And this is my massage oil and this is my water. Oh, and would you like some mints and la, 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 la. So oh. I was like, this guy's got it sorted. So we were doing the body to body massage and it was like really good. Are they seeing other women? Mm. And you're okay with that? Absolutely. I would never, could never imagine a situation where all of them would be waiting for me as their only partner. I mean, so what's there your would head be a lot of pressure on, what's on the, me. So it's about pressure. So the head mode is you think no one person can fulfill ever, anything. That is pressure. So actually this way is positive for relationships because you're just kind of naturally doing what you should naturally be doing. Yeah, like it's, it's almost like with a friendship network, you might talk to your friend about another friend they're dealing with, but it's like you take it as a given that you're not the only friend. They're going to have other friends. You um, can't be insecure and into this, can no. you? No. It's communication and it's trust. I think all of us will have bits and pieces of insecurity. Yeah. I mean, like, if, you, if you're if trying to claim that there's absolutely nothing, that, like, you're usually fooling yourself. There's usually a level of unease about something and it's super important to kind of bring it in and, and discuss it. Yeah. What do you think so, you've learned about yourself with this? Do you, whoa, think you'll do, the, do you think you'll carry on? I think there might be periods in my, in my husband's life where we're more active um, in our poly setups or, or less active. But I don't think I could ever go back to a relationship framework where it's just just the two of us and there's no discussion about like it just feels so natural and so yeah. like, there's so much more goodness generated because of it and like nobody gets hurt as well. Yeah. So I don't think I'll go back. What did I learn? Uh, I saw all my kind of shadows reflected back at me because when you think if every relationship is like a mirror, if you're surrounded by mirrors, then you see all this. And um, also I learned about how kind of caring and compassionate I can be also mm. um, and yeah how I how I relate to people in, in general what draws me to people what I value in people and therefore what I value in myself it's been it's been beautiful do you have a top tip for anyone out there who is thinking about approaching their partner to say yeah. that they want to try this kind of mm. lifestyle if you're thinking about approaching your partner you probably have an idea of how they might react so think about like What's their kind of system of values at the moment? What's their like upbringing? And perhaps try to come in at from the perspective of how do you feel about this particular system of values? So do you? So maybe not relating it directly to what's going to happen between us, but like what do you think about this and that? What do you think about people who do? What do you think? Like that. So it's the old classic, um, oh, a friend of a friend of, of mine. a friend. friend of a friend. Yeah, is but doing I would this. like what challenge a system of beliefs because it, it could often be that it may seem very scary when you talk about, oh, how about like we have a threesome tomorrow? I've got someone lined up. As opposed to, um, how do you feel about women? Or do you find it exciting to watch people having sex? Like, not just as in porn, but like live. Like, how would you feel about it? Like, how would you feel? Uh, and there are many gentle ways to kind of try it out. So you can go to a play party and just be together, mm -hmm. but like be watching other people. And that's, you know, perfectly possible. And kind of also, yeah, probably explore the idea that having sex with someone doesn't, isn't necessarily a threat to, to, to a relationship. It's, yeah. it's a form of expression. And 
even f- for me, at least at this stage, like feeling love for someone or tenderness for someone isn't a threat to a relationship I've built over eight years. And that's so precious to me. Yeah. And at this point, I'm convinced that like, no matter if somebody fucks all my chakras at the same time, whatever <laughs> happens, it's like, it cannot be erased. Like what's between me and my other half. very much to Julia White. I can feel my chakra doing things. I know. Mine is spinning out of control. I'm going to leave a stain. My name is Bibi Lynch. <laughs> and I'm Miranda Kane. Good sex, right. bad. Yeah, <laughs> very well done. Good Thank sex, you. bad sex was produced by Sam Bonham for Metro.co.uk. And if you're enjoying Good Sex, Bad Sex, then do get in touch with us on Twitter. We're at Good Sex, Bad Sex with three three X's at the end because Sam was trying to be funny. <laughs> See you in seven days. Thank you.